Hello and welcome to the Pop That Mama podcast. Guys, you are in for a treat. Today, I'm joined by Susanna, who is on the show to share her beautiful and empowering birth story with us. And if you're someone who is currently feeling worried about giving birth, then let this story give you confidence. Susanna has been kind enough to share pictures of her birth, so I will be posting them on Instagram. Head over to Pop That Mama to see these photos and enjoy listening. Hi, everyone. Hi, Poppy. I'm super excited to be here today to share my birth story uh, with everyone and hopefully help them with their journey and preparation for this most amazing experience of our lives. I have two amazing children, Serena and Alora. Uh, they both were uh, birthed in a hypnobirth. Serena was born in a hospital, while Alora, uh, the second one, COVID baby, was born at home. And that's exactly the experience that I would like to share with you today to explain how I did it, uh, share my story, and I hope inspire or maybe just give a bit of hope to everyone that is possible. So now onto my story. I might tell it a little bit differently and I wanna tell it as, as an actual story, um, how I experienced it and how I felt. It's 7.30 a.m. in the morning. I'm up early or maybe I didn't sleep. I finished doing my light makeup to feel myself like as if nothing is happening. I put some mascara, put a bit of a BB cream, I arranged my hair, put a nice bra and comfy tracks. I feel in my heart and my mind that something is coming. I know that it is coming, not just something, something massive. Um, I'm ready. At least that's what I believe. I've been up all night. It was a different kind of party. Contractions kicked in about 11.30 and they haven't stopped. The opposite. The plug left in the evening just after dinner. I already knew what's going on because it was my second experience. It really helped not to be worried, know the process, trust the process. I didn't wake up anyone. No need. We are still far from the real deal. I took my beads that were with me throughout the whole process and I swear by those with my music, with my meditations, a big pillow and put my records on. I asked my friend to um, mix some music for me with a very, very low hertz to get me into the right mood. And I was listening to it on and on and on and on. I meditated when the contractions kicked in or I did some online shopping. I know it might sound really strange, but it really helped me to divert focus to something rather than the pain. The pain wasn't that bad, I already knew it. I knew that I need to breathe in, breathe out, think of something else, think of what's coming, think of my baby and just breathe. I rested knowing what's ahead. I was lying next to our bed while my husband was sleeping next to me. A really funny one. Um, 
but I just knew that this is the right way for me because I didn't know how long the birth gonna be. So I wanted to make sure that they all rest before we really, before I really need them. And so I prepared as much as I could. I tried to sleep in between and I carry on like that the whole night. It was about 7.30 when I wake up everyone. Um, it wasn't necessarily because the pain was intensifying. I just felt that things are moving. It's very hard to explain, but I just felt something was going on. So I woke up my husband. I went to kiss my daughter, Serena. My mom was with us. Um, I uh, texted all my friends that I think it's going on, it's happening. And I also call my team, uh, Alexa, my doula, uh, Barbara, our midwife, and a friend of ours, Paul, our photographer. I started to feel the contraction more intensively. I knew that it was time for me to really focus. I remembered from the first birth um, how important it is to really just focus on myself rather than on everything else and everyone else. Go in a zone and forget about everything else. Just be with me, myself and I and with my baby in my tummy. <sighs> the pain was intensifying and I didn't know how much I'm open, uh, how much things have moved. It was very different from the first birth because while it was still a water hypnobirth, I um, was in a hospital. So I was checked, I was told, but this time it was so different. There was no need for a physical check. I really trusted the process. Saying that, it doesn't mean that I don't believe conventional medicine. I was prepared. My emergency birth plan was ready. Uh, we uh, we um, contacted the hospital in case there was any issue and I needed to be rushed there very quickly. But I hope that it will be okay. You know, I prepared and all my preconditions were fine. So, so why not? Everyone had breakfast and my husband Roy started to fill up the pool and not necessarily according to plan, I just felt like. So I stayed um, upstairs in our bedroom and I had a feed ball, um, a roller, and my headphones and music. And that's where I was in my zone. I went inwards. The pain was stronger and harder to breathe through. And then suddenly I felt a hand on my shoulder. Alexa, my doula came. And with her, tons of experience. I sighed of relief. I knew she's gonna be my partner. She's gonna help me. She's gonna knew what to do. She let me smell clary sage and rub my belly with it to enhance the natural process of birthing. She massaged my back. She knew where to press when contractions came. Still bearable. I turned my head. There was Paul, dear friend, but in that moment, our photographer, who was there to capture the most special moments the rawness of them. And Barbara, our midwife, she measured my pulse and the heartbeat of the baby. I just focused and breathed. 8.45, the intensity is coming. I feel it. I need to make it down the stairs while I could 
we all moved. Roy prepared it all downstairs. He filled the pool, he made it dark. There were everywhere posters that he and my older daughter painted, which made real difference. Everywhere written that I can do it, they have done it before, like super supportive. And as much as it might seem like something very small, it really helped. There were candles, not that I focus on that, but I saw them, I felt the atmosphere, music was playing, we created a playlist and I had definitely one favorite song that was going on and on and on on repeat. I was lying on the floor, I was trying to move. It was um, still okay, but much stronger. I was very afraid um, going into the second pregnancy and birth, how I'm gonna cope because I already knew what's coming. It's a very different thing. It's, it's a catch 22, because when you are a first time mom, you don't know. When you're a second time mom, you know, which is a different kind of a feeling to deal with and prepare for. Well, first time you have anxiety because you don't know. Second time you have anxiety because you know. So it's a really interesting thing and it requires a lot of internal work as you are pregnant and in my case, I don't know how everyone else feel about it. At about seven or eight months, I get these strong anxieties whether I can do it, if possible, how I'm gonna cope and all those different things. So it's very normal. And um, meditation, visualization, understanding that the pain is positive is what makes all the difference to me. So I'm back to my uh, breathing, my moving, Roy is pressing on my back, Alexa is massaging my legs. I'm with my headphones just focusing, 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 and reminding myself this is a positive pain that's gonna bring my baby. 9.15, here they come. Those intense waves, not of sea, but ocean, strong and forceful, no way to pass them without feeling they are taking over your body, your mind, they are so powerful, so painful, but I knew what to do. I prepared and that moment is exactly where I thank myself for all the preparation, not just myself, but everyone. I laugh with my husband that it's our birth because he was there with me throughout the whole way. It really made a difference. Him preparing with me for the first and the second birth, reading, watching, listening and trying breathing, meditating, visualizing. I served the waves with all my power, silently or screaming, depending on the moment. That's the one strange thing that you just can't help it. Like there are sounds coming out of you and you think, oh my God, what am I doing? But at the same time, you just forget because it's so natural and the pain is strong, but also the the, the warrior in you just takes over and you know you can do it and you are going through it and you're helping yourself as much as you could, whether it's being silent and pushing and focusing or screaming. And it's okay. I felt Alexa pressing hard on my hips while I'm hugging Roy tightly. I needed to feel his smell and all the endorphins so, so much. They hit me really hard, calm, peace listen to my meditation, visualize, and again. 
it felt like a lifetime, but it was only 15 minutes when I somehow started to feel strange. I really needed to go to the toilet. I really needed to do number two, but it wasn't that. I felt such a strong urge, nothing. As I was returning and holding the wall, the contractions were so strong. My midwife Barbara said to the pool, as if she knew, it's time. The urge wasn't one for bathroom, but to birth Alora. At that point, I wasn't connecting these dots. I was present, but not. Pain was occupying my mind more than anything. I stepped into the pool, still with my beat on listening to my meditation. Only when I splashed in into the water, I realized I had to take them down. I'm in the pool. I looked, Alexa took a big drum and started to bang to the beat. It was very, very powerful. I can still hear the sound. Roy was adding more hot water to the pool and I was just in my zone. It was probably around 9.50. And of course, these are just the times that I was then told they were, I couldn't remember them. But my husband Roy entered the pool. He tried to encourage me and he tried to talk to me, but I just wanted to be quiet. I just wanted to hold his hand and hold it so strong. He said he'd never had such a workout than with me in that pool when I was just pressing all parts of his body to get me through the pain and try to find my way. Um, I felt that I need to adjust. And I think this was the biggest difference between my first and my second birth that I've learned how to change the breathing. So in the first phase of um, birthing with, this, with sort of the small and like medium contractions up to the really, really strong one, I turned to the J breathing, which focuses much more on the actual pushing the baby, but not doing it forcefully. It helps you to do it internally. So you are not really pushing, but you are pushing through your breath. And that was something that was different because I didn't know that there was a different type of breathing in the first birth. And that's why the actual um, part of birthing Serena caught me by surprise. I wasn't sure what I'm doing. I felt pain. I wanted her to return back to the belly and not to come out. I remember really clearly. I'm sure I would even have an epidural at that point, but I managed to pass it. This time it was different. I knew I had to change. I knew I had to adjust. I just remember hearing myself, these really animalistic sounds and they sounded so, so loud, but apparently I was quite quiet. The surges were so strong that I just had to focus on myself, go even deeper and thinking that this is the only positive pain that will bring our girl to us. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I know I was on my all fours like a cat. Roy was looking at me and I was breathing and pushing and sometimes screaming, sometimes just really focusing on breathing. With my hand, I felt her head, the hair, the warmth. I knew that I'm so close, they're so hard, but I breathe, I breathe, breathe. And suddenly the head was out. I felt it, I felt it 
with my hands. There was no one around me. They were, but I didn't feel them. I didn't see them. They were just observing. Breath again, I push gently. I let the surges to take me, to take her out. And suddenly I pushed and she was out. My little girl was in my arms. I caught her in the water and I pulled her out to the awe of everyone around me. If you see my husband's face, I will never, ever forget his face. He was in total shock and awe. It's like, I can't believe this. How did you do this? How quickly, how come? It was amazing. I hold our baby and we could have been more happier. We all were crying from happiness, from, I was crying from pain a bit for sure, from the fact that I have managed such a crazy marathon in the most beautiful way possible. And I uh, uh, just breathed a sigh of a relief when I saw that she, I always said this, she has all 10 fingers and 10 toes. And even though it took her longer, she started to cry after a few minutes. Um, it's normal for uh, water babies that they take their time um, as they are in your tummy in, in a liquid and then they go into the birthing pool and they come out. It just takes them time to start breathing and crying. So it's nothing to worry about. And then we just stay there in the pool. They covered her with a warm towel. Serena came. My mom came, we all were crying. Serena didn't know what to do. She was so sweet. She was not so sure if to touch her or not. Um, but it was just so amazing. And despite me first at the beginning of the pregnancy being quite reluctant about a home birth, I definitely wasn't, uh, uh, it wasn't something I was initiating from the start. Um, I was so happy that it was done this way. I was so happy that I had the opportunity to have such an amazing people around me to help me because they are very, very, very important. And I was so happy that I prepared so well and left so little to the circumstances. And of course, there's so much that uh, you can do and your body and your conditions and the way that things happen, it can change but um, there's a lot you can influence. Yeah. I felt like a, I felt like an Olympian that just achieved wow. gold. <laughs> That's how it felt. Wow. Oh my God. I've just been sat here on mute, <laughs> tears falling from my eyes as you've been telling that story in such a like poetic way. Oh my God. That was just incredible. And um, I just feel so honored that we we have this story on on my podcast to be honest it, it was really so beautiful and um there's so much I could pick out of what you said but like what I loved when you said you served the waves with all of your power silently or screaming I was just like oh my god the word <laughs> like served is so yeah. telling because it's just it's it's that it's that you literally you need to serve the waves don't you it's like yeah give over, give over everything in those moments of intensity and then the sounds coming out of you. So it's almost yeah. like, you know, they're, they're traveling through you. It's not, you're not choosing to make sounds. They are literally 
it just it just sounded such a story of like surrender of yielding to the birthing energy and the clarity in the way that you've told that story too it's just so wonderful and I'm sure everyone listening is going to feel the same um I'm very happy and I also prepared some things because I know the way I decided to tell the story it's more of a story uh, because that's how I felt and I think it helps um, to sort of feel the moment but I did um, write down some things that maybe is worth to mention um, uh, because I know and I know from my friends I know myself that when I started the process with the first time you know I remember first time before I had um, even Serena I mean, I enter pregnancy thinking I'll have cesarean. I was like, of wow, course. Really? Yeah, like. Because of fear. Yeah, no, no, not necessarily. Just like, let's just do it easy. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't have any understanding. I didn't have knowledge. Um, but I know as much as I'm, I consider myself quite commercial. Um, and, you know, like I, I you know, I, I like the natural so I would put my makeup on, but I also love the hypno, hypno water birth. So it's a real combination of uh, tapping into a different part of me. And there was that probably the, the power behind it that I wanted to bring my children to this world in the most natural way. Wow. And that's why I started alongside my husband and uh, Alexa Abdullah. Um, she was with us uh, even in the first birth, even though it didn't happen in uh, London, but she helped to prepare. And that was the massive thing that really completely changed my mind the first time around. Learning, reading, um, listening, watching videos, understanding that birth is a natural process. It's like your heart beats, your vagina, and like no vagina, your uterus, no vagina, but your uterus just contract. It's not like you can influence it. It's not like you say to your body, okay, now we birth. That's why the whole idea of induction and doctors intervening is super stressful to the body. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know this. No one told me. My mom birthed me in a hospital in a very bad conditions. So there wasn't like a role model that could I could look up to in a sense of, you know, she had amazing experience or not many of my friends either. So it was all about just finding information. So when I say, I think it's very important for me to share not just the story, but my almost a process around it, I know why, because I needed it. And I'm so thankful for people like yourself who do stop their career or like have such a, like consider this event so impactful that they decide to share these stories and help women I was tempted to do that as well. And now I'm sure that I will in some shape or form, but it's extremely important. Well, you're doing I, it right now. I always think, you, yes. you know, it's it's an act of like giving back when you share your, your positive and, and any kind of story, actually. It's an act of giving back because back in the day, we, you know, we'd live it with our communities and we'd be in birth, seeing birth, smelling birth, hearing birth, connected with birth. And now we've got things like Spotify where we can listen to stories like yours. So the nature of sharing has changed, but it's still so fundamental, isn't it? Passing this knowledge on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, for everyone, and I say to my friends, it's like, it's okay to choose whatever you want to do. If you want to have cesarean, go for it. 
you are happy with it, you can have an amazing cesarean. Like my emergency uh, birth plan was part of ho hoping to have a gentle cesarean if it gets to the point, knowing that if it gets to the point, probably I won't be able to, because it will be emergency. But I had that, you know, that idea in the back of my mind, I didn't allow it to come. And that was my, like, I was preparing for the best. I was preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. Yeah. So really knowing, and I created my toolkit. So different sources. I had a paperwork from my doula. I also recommend, and especially for the home births, that's probably was sway my mind the most for the home births, was this little book. So it doesn't even take a lot of your time, but it's called Why Home Birth Matters. It's from Natalie Medding, and it's a tiny book. You can buy it on Amazon. And that's the one that really changed my mind about the fact that, you know, I was physically in a good condition. I did tell everyone that I was doing some exercises and yoga and doing a lot of walking. We were in COVID and I just took this as my way of like preparing because I knew it's a massive physical and, and emotional event. So you need to be ready. It's, it's, you can't go in thinking it will be okay. Like that's the one thing that I always say, the physics like doesn't disappoint in this instance. Like it is a massive thing to birth a baby. So you have to prepare, you have to do perineal massage to stretch your uh, muscles. You um, have to be physically fit as much as you can. I'm not saying to run marathon, but according to how fit you are before pregnancy, that's what you should probably work with when you are pregnant. Um, you know, good night's sleep. But for me, the two main things is the breathing and uh, working with the pain through meditations and visualization. Because I think when we are in our mind strong enough to understand that the pain is temporary and something amazing gonna come out, we can overcome all the barriers. Yeah. And you said it so nicely. Like you said that I said I served the waves and I let myself go. Like I'm a person that loves control and that's why Roy loves that I orchestrated and directed this whole thing as a movie but no to an extent but then you have to let go so for me for a control freak have everything ready around from the room to the people to knowing that I can just let go it's really really important and that's why for me to be in a hospital with people that I don't know with uh you know all the instruments or the lights or anything that would really freak me out so that was my way of just preparing and knowing that that would set me for success hoping that my body and the condition and everything will go according to the plan because we can't influence that that's one thing that we just have to go with the flow whatever happened yeah. in the moment. It sounds like you took control of the elements that you could control. So you could control your team and you picked a team, you know, Alexa, Barbara, Roy, who held the space for you to do the work of working with your surges or your contractions. So you picked the environment, you used your birth ball, you had your headphones and you, you took control over everything you had control over, but the elementary force of the contractions you, you surrendered to because you didn't have, you can't quite, you possibly control that that force of life that travels through you absolutely that's exactly exactly this is like as i said you know uterus is 
it's a it's a muscle that contracts on its own it needs to be in peace relaxed you need to be relaxed and you you can't force it like if you try to it's it's how they say that you you know you need to release your muscles in your mouth to release the muscles down there that's exactly how it is it's like the tension doesn't do any good to birth in any way and that's why knowing that the pain is coming but knowing having the toolkit how to work with it is probably the best way to prepare i'm saying to all my friends i'm not going to tell you that it's not going to hurt Yes. It's going to hurt, but you can have epidural if you are that kind of person. I, I am afraid of needles. I don't like needles. I want it to be in the water. So for me, the epidural wasn't an option just because of these reasons. I have plenty of friends who take epidural and they feel fine. So I think it's knowing who you are preparing. And I even think of it as a, as a 5P as the preparation plan people partner place props <laughs> so that's love it, it. love that's it a good one so what i want to ask you about um or rather to expand on is that feeling you had after you 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 did that you spoke about like achievement talk to me about how you felt after birth and how those feelings manifested into your life maybe your way of parenting and maybe who you are today oh that's a great question I mean, I felt like a warrior. I felt like that after the first birth, I felt like after the second one, even more. Um, it absolutely does, because I don't think, you know, they say that the pain that you go through the birth is like when they're breaking your bones. So think that someone is breaking your bones, you know, it sounds quite graphic, but you don't feel like that. You feel like the mom, you feel like the protector, you feel like uh, you connected with the earth and you you give everything and you don't feel and think about yourself. But after you come out as a warrior, as someone who, whenever I have an issue or think of things and I have a pain, often if I'm thinking of a pain, let's say even in a workout two years after, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I don't think I can do this plank for another 30 seconds. I'm thinking like, seriously, you, you burst the baby. So come on, girl, push it. Yes. So, you know, it's like those small things, and, and many bigger ones in really life-changing moments. And, and with the girls as well. Like I believe that bringing them to this world in this most calmest manner and then be surrounded by family. I was second day or even I think the day after I was out with them. I met a mom on a playground and I said, yeah, I just had a baby. She was like, uh, excuse me? She didn't believe it, but I was in such a great condition um, because it was so natural uh, the body recovered in 24 48 hours of course the recovery is much longer and again you need to honor that recovery but allowing myself to do it like this and 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 believing it will be like this it uh, it was it was it was great in that way as well so definitely it um, translated in a lot of positive experience after and it allowed me also to come here to give the hope that you can do it in the way that you believe is right. Thank you so much, Susanna, for being with us and sharing your wonderful story. As I said at the start, I am posting some beautiful photographs on my stories and on the grid. So do head over to Pop That Mama to have a look at those. I think they really do help uh, bring this story to life. If anyone would like to message Susanna, then I have left her Instagram handle in the description below. Have a wonderful day, guys. 